Welcome to Yelling About Pate. I'm Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. Hello. There he is. Um, I'm here. No, I was trying to do my best Vince Scully. Not I was just I was just telling Joel that if, if uh, food doesn't work out, he could have a lucrative career as a sports color commentator. I feel like you would be great at that. I, I mean, yeah. You have a passion for sports. I do. You love talking. I do. You have a sonorous baritone. No, thank you. I don't. I don't think I do. But All thank right, you. Call, no. call a homer. It's back to the wall. I think you just did. Uh, well, I, I, that's. <laughs> I don't know much about baseball, but I feel like I would be great. Well, you know what a homer it's, is. It's sock and dingers. <laughs> I don't know if that it's, would be my catchphrase. It's at the outside track. That is gone. Sweet sassy molassie. <laughs> that ball is gone. Yeah, you have to have like your trademark, like, like a. Uh, Boom goes the dynamite, like that guy. Whoever okay. said boom well, goes the dynamite, it became like a thing. Yeah, no, it, it, but for all the wrong reasons. It became like a meme, though. That's funny. It, well, yeah, it's funny, but it's nothing that you want to emulate necessarily for like. Uh, if I was a sportscaster, I'd be looking for my boom goes the dynamite every what day. If, see, I think that's maybe the difference is that I don't believe you You're need right. to have a catchphrase to be a successful sportscaster. Right. You care, about, see, you care about the game, the sport. I'm just here trying to. The best, the best thing is that before we started recording, you said you didn't want to make this into a sports podcast. Oh, God, you're and right. You're the one that opened God the door. Damn it. You, you really, you really did open the door. But the difference between good sportcaster and bad sportcasters, good sportcasters don't have to have catchphrases like that. They you're don't right. have to do that. You're right. Because they're a personality. They, yeah, because the ones that do actually have like those dumb catchphrases, they're just, they're usually like local guys. Like they're they're guys that are doing like local games, and they're like <laughs> they're like invested in the local teams, and they're like. They really care that their guy. I love has the idea of like a local guy who's really trying to make his catchphrase catch on, like sweet sassy molassie, and they're like, John, stop saying that. John, you don't even sound stop like trying that to in make real sweet life. sassy molassie work. He's like, no, it's gonna catch on. I'll just, I'll just keep saying yeah, it. Yeah, John, the broadcaster is really bringing, well, bringing it out of here. That's my Frank. Why? Why? <laughs> I, I fucking won a Simpsons impersonation contest with that Frank. Wait, did you really? It's an award-winning Professor you, John Frank. I'd like, Why? To, I'd like to see that award. All right, so Mike Rice, longtime producer of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. actually created the character of Krusty. Um, he came to speak when I was in college, and after, you know, he gave an amazing presentation, super funny. And then after, he's like, oh, I have, like, some stuff to give away. You guys want to do, like, a an impression? Like, who wants to come up and do some impressions? I was like, me. <laughs> And I went last. I remember, like the other guys. So the pressure was mounting. Yeah, it was like five of us up there. I think it was all dudes, and like we're up there. What? I know, shocker. No. And uh, I remember the dude before me did like a wiggum that was so bad. And I remember I was like, like, I remember I was like, that was terrible. I like made fun of him and got a laugh. I was like, hell yeah, I'm I'm killing it. And then I did the fring. It was like, and Rice was like, this guy. Boom. So what did you get? I got a custom animation cell from season thirteen. Wait, is that what's hanging up in, yeah. your, in your room? It's on my wall. Signed I know. I know what your room looks like. By the way, my. It's very nice. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> um, so you know we've covered sports and The Simpsons. The only other thing, the only other thing we that care about besides they're food, out of, they're out of the way. But uh, yeah. it is my birthday. It is your I birthday. Hey, that. happy birthday! Yeah, uh, it's your, it's Carl's birthday. I'm thirty four years old. Just I just thought I'd throw that in. Your time is gone, old man. Um, now it is my time, the thirty-three-year-olds, to rise up. I'm I'm feeling. Uh, I mean, you know, it was it was like a long, long holiday weekend. A lot of, you know, family. You really stretched that thirty-three out. Thanksgiving. From Thanksgiving. Mm, I got my my little brother also had a birthday, so we had two birthday dinners. Oh, so. All right. A lot of rich food, a lot of wine. I'm, I'm, I'm coming into 34, just feeling a little, little burned out. You look, you don't, you look worse for wear. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm lie, a little worse for wear. I, I can see the bottom button on your, on your shirt <laughs> isn't buttoned. I feel like you really, 
You're losing it. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. you're disheveled. There's my, a little 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 smudge on your my, on your jacket. My beard's all scraggly. No, you you definitely look different. Something's okay. changed yeah. about you mm-hmm. in the last week. It's it's the weight of all these years. I can I can tell you. Wait till yeah, you thirty three year olds. You think you got it all figured out? You no, know, your generation really screwed it up for <laughs> my generation of eight months prov after you. Really, really fucking it up. Thanks for the global warming, by the way. Oh man, you fucking I, asshole. I, you know, I, I feel pretty good actually. Good. I'm, no, good I'm glad you feel good. I'm in my mid thirties. You already started off the birthday with the with the good morning. That's true. Joel and I had breakfast at Sorry Sorry Store in Grand Central Market in downtown Los Angeles. A delicious longanitsa uh, pork breakfast sandwich. It was fucking lovely. I love. I it. gotta say that panda cell, that that roll. That's a, ga- that's a game changer. I, it's so good. Getting better. Is it just what? What is getting cell? a different is bread other than brioche is just yeah is the it's way to nice go. To, I think if you can just skip the brioche for breakfast sandwiches altogether. Please, I would appreciate it. Not to say that brioche isn't great. I feel like we're we're suffering from brioche fatigue. Yeah, it just like you, you, you need you a little see more. You, need some, you, you need see more different. guys doing potato rolls now. I feel like potato rolls are good. I feel it's like a wave of the future. Squishy. Then again, I'm, I'm not brioche is fucking good. Brioche I'm not going to bio- sit here. I'm not going to. I'm not upset that I don't brioche. like tons of butter in my bread. Of course, I got to say. I went to Journeyman for a delicious dinner last night. That's, oh, not, yeah. that's some of the best bread I've had in, in recent Well, it's months. like a Justa alum. Yeah, Justa alum. Yeah. Uh, he, knows his, he knows his baking, clearly. The bread was fantastic. That's a different situation on Monday nights, right? Yeah, so Mondays they do like a, they just like lay shit out on the chef's counter and you just kind of come in very casual. You talk to the chef, he like tells you the dishes. That and sounds like, like my nightmare. Really? I, I would hate that. You have an Someone, open kitchen? I'd have an open kitchen. Well, you, you'd have to explain a lot pre- of shit. I would prefer the wall to just like, if somebody came up, just like I press a button and <laughs> partition. You don't want to interact with the customers. You, you want them to see how cool you look Listen, I would, with, your, with your Dodgers hat and your beard. And your tats working on the plate, but you don't want to have to explain anything to anyone. I would prefer to not have to interact with guests. Right. But that's just me. That's just you. I, I'm some sure guys other like people. It. This some, guy was very pe- friendly. Some people like it. And maybe that's the difference. I'm just not that people friendly. person. <laughs> well, there we I, go. Well, now we, we got to no, introduce Now he's got to introduce John. Well, he had to jump in. He John, has shit John to say. John has stuff to say. He's been, he's been sitting on the okay, edge yeah. of his he's seat. He's been sitting here listening to us. Back Our guest forth. today is John oh. Butler, Chef de Cuisine at 71 Above in downtown Los Angeles. John, oh, welcome to the show. You were saying charcoal in Venice? Is that was it? Yeah, was so, that so charcoal in Venice. Um, at a certain point in the night, there's like a... Uh, there's a screen that comes down. What? From looking into the kitchen, and then you can't look into the kitchen. Wait, like, that's amazing. No, no more. I've never heard Wait, of it. They just made a conscious choice that at some point during service, they're like, okay, it's over. It's like, it's like when they're tired and they want to start drinking, they're like, deploy the screen. That's like, kick, that's like kicking people out of the zoo early. It's like four o'clock, and they're like, yeah, you guys have had enough of looking at everything. They're like watching the chimps, and yeah. the thing just comes down. The chimps have to masturbate yeah. now. It's, it's masturbation hours. Please. I've been to charcoal looking. once. Okay, I haven't it's been. Like, it's like the cooks have to get beaten now, so you have to drop the partition. <laughs> yeah, I actually have to Nobody yell at everyone because someone fucked up. So we're putting down, put down the yelling screen. Deploy the yelling. Screen. Who's whose restaurant is that? Uh, Josiah. Josiah's. Yeah. And he before that he did Melise. Yeah. That's his like claim. To I've fame. never been to Melise. There's I've so many like high end. You've places. never been to Melise. Never been. To I feel like you would be. A, yeah. There's so many high end places I've never I've been, been to. to. I've been to the majority of them in the city. I just haven't been to Melise. Well, yeah. you're a fine dining guy. You're a I fine mean, dining. Seventy one above is it's fine dining, right? 
I guess. We can categorize if that's what people if that's what people call it. No, shut up. But I feel like because you're in that world, like you've probably been to Providence. You've probably been to I mean, who are the who are the big guys? Who are the top guys? Well, I, I mean, don't even top, know. I mean, Providence is. What, what, what's, what's, what constitutes top guys? Because you're. We're, what's we're, the fanciest? I mean, it's all subjective. Yeah, it's I guess all, you're right. all of it is subjective. Yeah, too. Right, yeah. I mean, if you if you lean towards the Japanese palate, you aren't going to like the French because it's too heavy. And right. I mean, it, it it all depends on where you're coming from and what you do. But I mean, the top guys, I would say it's Providence, Melise, right. Nanaka, Urasawa. Right, Urasawa. You know, dialogue now. Urasawa's the most expensive. Oh, right, Dialogue. That's have, you been, have you been I to mean, Dialogue? Like, I haven't. My friend's the chef de cuisine there. Um, definitely so want to go. It's on the list, but right. it's one of those times an issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's... Well, you can't go to Dialogue if you're out there climbing all the time. I don't know. <laughs> you're out there going out there fucking cinching rope yeah, to fucking you're, wall. You're an avid rock climber. Yes. I feel like that must be hard to uh, balance with the demanding schedule of a CDC. Uh, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I have so Vartan, the chef. He uh, he gives me enough time off to still be able to uh, do what I want to do, life. which which is great. Um, that sounds definitely like- definitely have work life balance, which is that's, which is incredible. Well, that's that's especially for such a dem- like a, such a demanding position that like you're in. CDC yeah. is like like basically expected to be there. All the fucking right. time. Yeah. How many sues do you have though? Uh, three. Three sues. Okay. Yeah. That's enough. That's good. You're a strong you team. Kinda, yeah. yeah. We have open, mid, close, and then I can kind of float in between all of everything yeah. else. Which is the way. This is the way it was set up to be from the beginning. Does he give you time off every week, or does it build up and then you're like, I'm going climbing for <laughs> yeah, two are you weeks? Crewing time. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to Joshua Tree for two weeks. Peace, and I'm gonna go climb. No, it's definitely. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty pretty regular work schedule two days off um and then every now and then i'll ask for a third or a fourth if i want to go string together a longer weekend or just be like i want to go to red rocks for a couple days and takes a day to get out there and a day to drive (laughs) back so i need like five days off i used to be (laughs) super into it it. like i was like into rock climbing as a kid i went to the rock gym all the time i feel like it's like a very like it's like a very like disciplined kind of thing you know like you have to be like very organized and on point. I feel like well, it's a lot a, like it's working a com- in a high a end kitchen. It's a commitment, man. You That's have to have your shit laid out. You got your. You have to be very precise. You know, it's like it takes planning. You have to know what you're doing. You gotta know what the fuck you're doing. So you don't definitely die. have to know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how did how did you get into it? You've been into it since you were a young guy. Um, I mean, no. you're still a young guy. I got. I think I got into it probably maybe four or five years ago, and just randomly, you know, got. Needed some sort of an out from a kitchen so right. I didn't just kill myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And basically started hiking a lot. Like went through like a bad breakup with right. a chick. And then... Uh, and you're like, I got to get outdoors, baby. Yeah, I was like... I the outdoors got, is the best. I have to be like completely away from everything that yes. I know. And so like went outside and started hiking. And, you know, you get to the top of a mountain. And you look and you're like, well, I'm not actually at the top. Right. Like there's... I got to climb this, this shit. Like there's a rock there still that's up there. And like you're telling me this is the top, but that's not really the top. And so, you know, just I guess by competitive nature i wanted to stand on top of the mountain and not just below it looking up at it hell yeah <clears throat> yeah you want to look down at the yeah. people yeah I look down yeah. on the world yeah look down Always. at them just be like ah, <laughs> i can do it but you but, can't well i mean you work yeah. at a restaurant that's on the 71st floor of a skyscraper i, I know you like. you are at the top You're of, at the, of the, the los angeles top, mountain. Baby. i feel like the man in the castle that's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> the looking, man in the high castle. looking down on the people of los angeles <laughs> you and varton just like laughing maniacally from the 71st floor <laughs> looking down at everyone like your restaurant's not as high jackass fingers tented wait is it the highest restaurant like in the country 
don't not, think it's in the country. Not in the country. country. I think in it's Los like, Angeles, right? Or yeah, I think it's like west of west of the Mississippi. It's the highest restaurant. We own Aerial Dining west of the Mississippi. Well, Space Needle's not that. Don't they have a restaurant? I don't, I'm not sure. I don't Space know. Needle's not actually that big. It's not? I remember going to Seattle and being like, meh. Very unimpressed uh, un- by this needle. It went to, it if not, like, oh, if yeah. it doesn't go to space. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not anywhere near space. I've been up to 71 above. I've never eaten there, but I had a drink at the bar with Joel. Yeah, and it's fucking gorgeous out there. I have eaten there twice. Yes. And both times were fucking phenomenal. Damn. I mean, those plates, it's like they're all like, it's like works of art coming out of there. It's tasting menu, right? Completely? Yeah. Three course. Three course tasting uh, menu. Three course tasting. And then, uh, you have like bar bites available and stuff like over yeah, the bar. snacks and snacks and shit. First couple courses of the menu are uh, a la carte. It's probably so. lost. It's like going up to the 71st floor of a skyscraper is probably like no, no big deal for you anymore. Or do you still get blown away by like uh, sunsets and shit? I mean, you know, for, for probably nine months out of the year, the sunsets are okay. Right. And then, <laughs> like then you hit this the sweet time, spot. this time of the year They're is like where it's epic. like, yeah, it's where, you know, Dude, you they've get, been so good recently. You get that like hard, cold, like right at like five o'clock and these clouds go in the yeah, sky and yeah. the whole entire sky looks like it's melting and you're like, oh my God, it's just crazy. It's been, it's been gorgeous stop recently. Work. The yeah. last Everybody shut down the kitchen. Right Everybody go look at the sunset. Right. This will be the last happy moment of your night. Yeah. And then you deploy Imagine the Imagine sun- if the bomb comes from North Korea <laughs> yeah, right exactly. now. Enjoy your lives. Then you deploy the sunset screen and, and it slowly comes down. Back to work. Back yeah. to work. Stop Ants. looking at natural splendor. <laughs> Get your fucking head Tent the, the windows all the way Can't see anything now When people book at 71 above Do they specifically ask for like The seats near the windows Or do you Yeah just everybody kind of like, probably wants Like the good view right Everybody definitely wants a window But the way that The way that it's set up We work with Talk The, the, the reservation right. system From uh, oh, yeah, yeah. From Millennia And yeah. those people um, And so Every single table is Every single table in the windows um, Is available for purchase like So it's prior, prepaid So you choose your table coming. Yeah, you choose which table you want to go to. So is it like a ticketed thing where you pay in advance, like yeah. Twomex situation? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for not same, making me pay same in setup. <laughs> okay. um, but I mean, if you're if you're away from the windows in kind of like I don't know the inner perimeter of the right. restaurant, I guess you could say um, you can still with the plebs. Yeah, the people that didn't plan accordingly. Right, right. they fucked um, up. <clears throat> their dates are looking you, at them. You hear like, that, you people that up. go to seventy one above and don't get window <laughs> seats? You're not planning right. <laughs> You heard it from their CDC. <laughs> I mean, Take it up with him. You want John it, you at 71above.com. Come see me, come see me at the pass and ask why. <laughs> come, come see me at the pass. I'm, I'm really, really, really tall. Yeah. <laughs> We're sitting behind uh, the wine rack. I'd love to talk to you about this. Yeah. it's. Uh... <laughs> he just deploys the screen. Just deploys Excuse me. I have some questions about... <laughs> Yeah, it's like being in a limo. Yeah. Get in the elevator and go back downstairs. Like, That's so funny. Like a chef anymore. working and he just slowly pushes it. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have no control over I this. actually have a, a gluten <laughs> allergy. If I could just. <laughs> <laughs> have you done the sky slide at the. Oh, right. The so, for our non LA listeners, there's a. The building is it's the U.S. Bank building. And it's there's a slide that what it's like it comes out one floor and goes down. Yeah, to the it's next from one. from seventy to sixty nine. Um, nice. And it's, <laughs> it's a, I think the slide is probably like ten feet long. You it's know, quite I, I think it should go all the way around the building. I saw that and it was like it was like what? It's so it's a joke. short. That was it's a joke. And it's so like twenty dollars or like twenty five dollars to ride. Yeah, it. it's like I think it's like eight dollars to get up there and then like twenty five dollars twenty five dollars to do the slide who or something. Gets that like that. I don't know. The Who? building. The building. The building? Yeah. yeah. They don't have enough for, money already. For, for sky slide expansion. <laughs> 
If it went Hopefully, all the way around know, the building right? once, though, imagine that. That would be amazing. See, if it was like Stratosphere in Vegas and they had some like kind of crazy thing that like was like a roller coaster that went out, that was $25, then I would do it. I want it to be well, like one yeah. of those gumball machines, you know what I mean? You just like follow it all the way around the whole building, <laughs> all the way to the ground. If you give me 50 bucks, you can take it all the way to the bottom. If, okay, 50 bucks and you go around the entire building, <laughs> and, but, and but at the end, you're for sure going to throw up. Right. There's yeah. just a bucket. You you're come just, out, yeah, bucket. You're just going to be really, really, really dizzy. I would do that. I, I feel like after your meal at 71 above, you go down the secret slide, right? And then you throw up your expensive meal. Done. Done. I'm I'm all for that it. That sounds that sounds like like the most upper echelon thing you could do. <laughs> Just like throwing money. Well, away. we didn't get a window Literally. seat, but we we rode the slide all the way down. And we first we burned a hundred dollars before yeah. we had to enter the building. Halfway down, there's just like you pass through a trail of burning hundred dollar bills. <laughs> just like that's luxury. That's living, baby. That's living, Kru- baby. A Krug waterfall. <laughs> like living big down down. I don't know if I would pay twenty five dollars for that slide. It's pretty short. That's it's a very short slide. I, it's like super reinforced. I wonder what like the why they didn't make it bigger. Yeah. They, sh- they shut it down for a second because there was a crack in it. Wait, oh, really? That's, yeah. that's pretty scary. Nah. And that was like, that was after I wrote it. So I was like, oh man, I didn't die. That's nice. <laughs> <clears throat> what, like what, when you first started climbing, was there ever a moment where you're like really high off the ground? And you're like, this is pretty fucking scary. Cause I definitely, oh, that's all the time. That's all the time. Like so, all the time. It's like a constant, you're in like a constant state of panic. That's why climbing is crazy. <laughs> you're like, if I fall, I mean, we were like, in, we were in red rocks. Um, Probably I want to say a month ago, Love two Red months Rocks. ago. Gorgeous. And we did we did this one route that was like eleven hundred feet, and the last what the last thirteen five twelve. No, 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 it was like <laughs> five six, dude. It was okay, cruiser. Like, and like um, pizza. yeah, <laughs> I, I know climbing shit. I, I know climbing. Five six A. What five six B? I climb. Yeah, and like a flight of stairs to my apartment. <laughs> like the last the last part of the climb was like. Uh, you're basically like 900 feet off the ground. There's no protection for 50 feet. Are you lead climbing? Yeah. Like placing protection as you go. Yeah. So for climbing, there's top roping where you're on belay and the rope's already set up there at the top. And then there's lead climbing where as you climb, you're putting in cams or nuts into the rock and you're yeah. flipping in. So if you fall, there's a series of protection behind you. So if you, were you put them in right. At yeah, if you put feet, it in right, if you don't put it in right, right. it all pulls out. It all pulls out just, and you die. <laughs> you just take a ride to the ground. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so have you had a fall where you fell on protection and it like pulled out of the wall? No. You never have? Not yet. Okay. Well, I'm that, sure that'll be one. That's good. But have you had a fall where you fall and like some protection you were a little sketchy about holds and you're like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of always like iffy about protection. Anyways, right. you're like, I put it in right, but like is the rock going to blow up when I fall? Right. Because if it does, then that's like, true. I'll see you later. <laughs> Wait, so you were 900 feet above the ground? Yeah. You had led, lead climbed all the way up there or you started high on like a no, ledge? No, no, we, then... started, we started at the ground and it was like six or seven pitches. And... Is that like big wall climbing at that point? Not really, because okay. I guess you can do it in a day. We it's didn't still sleep there. sport considered like sport, not like technical. yeah. It was just like it was just trad climbing. Trad climbing. Um, How long does it take to to get? It took to the us top? seven hours up and down. Up and down. Yeah. What's Damn. what's the name so of you're, that? So you're taking your time, like very. Well, well there was to. there was like I think three groups in front of us. Oh, okay. And so it's like they go up to the next part, and then we would go up to the next. So part. You're kind of just waiting on the wall for them. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't dead vertical, so it wasn't like I was standing there. It was like okay, ledges right, and stuff, right, and okay. like big. <clears throat> What's like the name of that spots. route? I was called Cat in the Hat. It's like Cat a, in the Hat. It's like okay. a classic one. It's Man, pretty cool. Red Rock classic. Like the first classic Cat in the Hat. It was like the first really long climb that we had done. Okay. Um, this is just with friends who are yeah. also obviously super into climbing. Yeah, it was actually the pastry chef from the restaurant. He he was doing it with me. Did you get him into it, or yeah. he was already into it? Okay, you're like I need a fucking partner on these walls. So wait, so you and your pastry chef are just like 
Varton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's yeah. like, Varton, bouncing Varton, to Colorado. Varton, I made week. you a new dish and he made you a new dessert. Sit down. Hear me out. Hear All me right, out. This we're is leaving we're to go we're rock climb a 900 foot wall. Five days or so. That was about how it went down, yeah. And he was just like, eh. Also, another thing, like climbing, climbers, their fingers get fucked up. You're like, like their hand, like, you know, it's all fingers and hand strength. So as a, someone who makes their living with their hands, it's like, that's, that's kind of gnarly. You're up there. You, you break a finger. Crazy shit can that's go. It's pretty there. good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, your fingers You've are probably. You've built up like calluses over the years. Your, yeah. your hands are probably more adept to like hitting a, a yeah. wall and holding on. I remember when I was 16 and I was super into climbing, I had like a hangboard, which is like, you know, it has different holds and grips mm-hmm. and it's like a pull-up bar and I could do pull-ups with just each index finger, two fingers. That's how strong I was. I threw it all away. And now you're 34. <laughs> Look at me now. I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> I need. I could. Carl is actually just wearing boxers and a stained wife beater. At can, this point now, can you do? Can you do two finger pull up? Uh, not yet. All right. I can do them on. I can do pull ups on door jams. I was fucking ripped when I was 16. Damn, I threw it all away. You really did. I actually, I actually miss climbing sometimes. Uh, I go to Joshua Tree a lot. Let's go just, out. Just, to, I would fucking love to. I mean, the thing is. Like I've like done like gone bouldering, you know, a couple times in the last few years, and like it's super fun. But like 15 minutes in, my hands are like t- completely cramped. Like yeah, they're like forming into claws. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this is not good. I think it's probably just because my hands are weak and I'm soft. I know well. my fiance has a has a saying, um, and she just loves to climb like easier stuff. She's right. like, that life's, would, life's hard. I climb easy. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I life's like already that. hard enough. Yeah, I want she's a like, cruiser. I'm like, Give me I a five stand three. on top of that mountain. Yeah, give me a five She's three. Like, Take the picture for me. I'll say I was there. She's like, why should we go up the really hard one? Look at this one over here. This one looks really good. I'm like, <laughs> because I want to see how hard that actually is. She's like, oh, I just want to enjoy this one over here for like an hour. I, but, see, I, I think I'd be more like, I'd be that's I'm more the speed of your girlfriend. It's like, let's take it easy. Yeah, you can bring some wine up there, maybe some salami. You do, you do take that fast and furious lifestyle, <laughs> like let light living life an eighth of a mile at a time. Not even a quarter mile. So at a snail's pace, just cruising. There's like, I guess one of the locations from Fast and Furious is like right by my house. So like, there's just people people all the time. There's people all the time taking pictures of this like shitty corner store. It's called Bob's Market. It's not shitty. I mean, it's like a nice little corner market with an old sign. It's just like, just like who are these people? And I didn't know. I'm like, why are people constantly photographing this market? And then I found out. I apparently I haven't seen Fast and Furious. I've seen, seen some, but I've only I seen a few. But I didn't recognize but the market. They, they are they are a delightful romp. If you want to just turn <laughs> off your brain for like an hour and twenty five minutes, dude, they're the perfect way to do it. I I was just baffled because like you know you see people taking pictures of the Hollywood sign in LA, taking pictures of something dumb, but like it's like well, this market they love this market so much. I'd actually almost rather take a picture of a market than the Hollywood sign. That's true. Hollywood just, like, just like any market, though. just like any market, like, yeah. just, it's like any Ralph's, market. John's, Vons, <laughs> yeah. We went to LA. We saw all the shops. John's, Vons. There's a John's and a Vons. Oh my god! The Hollywood Ralphs that has a neon (laughs) sign. Just Christ. I should note, uh, in in uh, more of interest to me, on my street is also the Training Day House. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll take a picture of that. You know, I grew up by. where they filmed E.T., like that famous scene where they go through the park. So the ah. park was called E.T. Park. And, and that was like the big claim to fame. Okay. And that this, was is out, the, this is out in the that valley. That was the coolest thing about living in Porter Ranch. <laughs> 
literally the cool. Other than the Porter big, Ranch, massive gas leak. No, yeah, Porter Ranch, known for the ET Park scene and, and a the, crippling gas a emergency. Gas it was like the worst leak, yeah. worst gas leak of all time. Of, of all time. My parents were just like, we're not fucking leaving. <laughs> I would remember I would go out to visit them, and every now and again, it just smelled like uh, the pilot was always on. Oh, and no. like for me, like as a chef, I was just like, somebody's going to turn Look, that off. Pilot's on. Oh, my God. So we go to the end, and they're like, nah, it's fine. It's just the gas leak. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, there was a natural gas leak at, in Porter <laughs> Ranch for like, it like went on for like a year. It, like seemingly It was forever. just like going into there. They just couldn't like they, turn they, it they off. They would take like, what, like the heat signatures from there and you would just see this like fucking shit just spewing out of the earth. <laughs> That's you're terrifying. Like, oh. You're like, oh shit. But no, they like, uh, they gave like settlements out to a lot of people who live yeah. like, much like My parents were further, right. a little further away, still in Porter Ranch. But the people that were closer, they had to like rehome, like relocate, like people, like they had to give them money to like rehome mm. for a while. Some mm. people moved permanently. I, we actually knew some people who just fucking were like, "Fuck this shit," bounced. That's gross. Yeah, it sucks. Everyone has to deal with some shit where you live, whether it's a massive natural gas leak, people that love Fast and Furious clogging <laughs> up your street, trying to yeah. take pictures of a market. You know, we're, we, we all have School our... School buses driving up and down at 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, you live in Culver City, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, you live, <coughs> yeah. You live, in, you live in, like, the nicest... Helicopters, <laughs> man. That's the worst. <laughs> Helicopters doing circles over your house yeah. at, like, 6 in the morning, and there's, like, four of them. You have no idea what's yeah. going on. You just want them to, like, announce, like, right. hey, guys, don't worry. There wasn't a shooting <laughs> or something down the there block. There was a shooting, you, though. You just You're fine. Context. Yeah, it's like... It's like, dude, can't you? I mean, it's like 2017, right? right. Can't you like silence the send helicopter? A, send us a like, text. Like they have silent wings on planes That's and true. stuff like that. They make no noise. It's like, do they just want to be seen? I mean, around like in the building, right? It's like once an hour, the police helicopter like right. flies around the top and they're like, stop and wave to everybody. It's like, man, do you need that much <laughs> Get attention? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is my fucking tax dollars at work. I'm like you flying around life. my house, waking me up in the morning. Well, that's because there's no crime in Culver City and they're like, what should we do with this helicopter? We have it. They're like, I don't know. There's crime everywhere, baby. Yeah, it's like everybody. Okay, look, we're actually, we're looking for people. We're doing things. Right. Who we're looking for, we have no idea. (laughs) If you know who we're looking for, please hold up a sign and let us know. We want to hear from you. We're out in the communities in our helicopter. Somebody's got to let us know because we're just wandering around on our helicopters. We're looking for someone. We just don't know who it is. I will say, if for our listeners that don't live in LA, when people move to LA, they're like, shocked by the helicopter activity like i've lived in la since i was 18 it's like second nature that there's helicopters everywhere i have friends who move here and they're like there's fucking helicopters everywhere how do you deal with this i'm like i don't know just they're just here i don't know are you from la Uh, i grew up in temecula so well brawley and temecula so like desert and then into like suburbia and then (laughs) i was like i think 20 and i moved to pasadena and been here since then pasadena probably has less helicopters i would guess probably less crime in general Pasadena is nice. Yeah, it is nice. nice. It's gotten, it's definitely gotten nicer. It's been getting better restaurants over time for sure. Definitely. That's definitely another place better. I never, I, like, I feel like just like in Beverly Hills or something, there's like a bunch of places in Pasadena I've never been that are probably great. Uh, never been to Union. No, never I've been never to Ration. Always hearing very nice things never about Ration. I've been to the hat. I've been to the hat. The hat. No, I've been to the hat. That pastrami burger. Yeah, I've got. Oh my god, pastrami from there as well. Never been to. There's a place called like Lucky Boy or whatever that does uh, breakfast burritos out there. Yes, I have been. Apparently, like fucking. They're very good burritos. I've never been there. Yeah, like the closest I go out there is like when like going into like Eagle Rock. Go like the Oyster or something. Oyster, I fucking love the Oyster. I'm a huge Oyster fan. Also, there's another restaurant I just went to in Eagle Rock called Little Beast. Oh, yeah. I love restaurants like that where it's like a neighborhood gym 
and it's just like so good. But it's like you know, it might not be on the citywide radar because like Eagle Rock's like tucked away up there. Yeah. But like if you live there, you would go there all the time. It's like so good. Yeah, I've seen pictures from. I've never been there. Great, great restaurant. They look like they change a lot of stuff like often. They have like a great ever, menu, ever evolving menu. Yeah. Ever evolving. I mean, like when you're off duty, like you you must want to eat like super simply just because I don't know the food you're turning out is, you know, it's pretty rarefied. High yeah, definitely. Yeah. Where are you going right now? What What is where's John Butler? Hey, JB picks. Yeah. If you're like, out, what, what, what days do you well, have? You're like climbing when you're not. <laughs> I, go, I go to the Wallace on my days off. That's where I go. I, I, see, I go see Joel. The fucking Wallace. <laughs> Go to, go the to Wallace Washington. is a fucking neighborhood gem. It's great. I, I mean, mean, it's I, I'd like I could I definitely, definitely consider good. a neighborhood restaurant. I don't consider it like a. I tell I tell everybody gem. to go to the Wallace because I love it. I mean, and I can walk there from my house. It's convenient. <laughs> Too I mean, full. I don't know. It's you know. I think I think like a lot of the places. If you're if you're gonna make an evening out of it, there's planning and everything that has to be involved. Right. Otherwise, it's like on my days off, I don't I don't want to have to think. You don't, wanna, you don't want to want to. You don't want to go to another fine dining restaurant. Yeah, like I just want to. I want to. I want to just be able to walk somewhere or like minimal transportation yeah. and not have to deal with traffic and you know all the stuff that you have to deal with every single day. So you just stick to like the area. Are you sticking to Culver City? Like like not venturing out too much. It's like either that or I like wake up at like six in the morning and grab my fiance and throw her in the car and then we drive to Joshua Tree and like go eat at Sam's Pizza. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one place in Joshua Tree? Uh, Crossroads Cafe. You yeah, yeah. that place is mm-hmm. good. Uh, did you used to work at Noma? Uh, I staged at Noma for. a Tell moment. us about staging at Noma because that was cool. Obviously, Noma. <laughs> Noma has done. End, you know, end of interview. You have a reputation. Simple. Noma has a reputation as one of the world's great restaurants. Maybe the best was, restaurant in the world. Uh, I mean, it was considered the best restaurant in the world for a while. Did you go to culinary school? Uh, like when you were young. I definitely did. I went to culinary school when I was like twenty, okay. and then kind of. Went up to Napa and worked in Napa for a little bit. Some great restaurants um, up there. Oh, yeah. Great restaurants. I worked, <clears throat> I worked at a place called Trevino. It was Michael Chiarello's restaurant. Okay. I worked there like right out of culinary school and he left like the, like right after I got there. And so you went there with this like idea that you're going to work for this amazing right. chef. And he's like, and I'm he's out. Like, Fuck you guys! I hate you all. I'm out of here. And you're like, <laughs> like wow, Damn. that was really unprofessional right. to leave like that. You're like, can I do that? <laughs> yeah, it's can like, I, can I leave? Where are you going, chef? Can I come with you? <laughs> Fuck you guys, I'm out too. Was the guy who came in not as good? Um, no, he was, I mean, he was good. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was, they he don't was really a French hire, like, yeah. who's in charge now? Uh, it's Roy. Yeah. <laughs> Roy got promoted. <laughs> Roy Just got promoted. a shitty guy. Who's yep, Roy? I'm in uh, charge he now. He works over at Chick-fil-A. Oh, he seems all right. Brought in a real He's killing the fry station. Brought brought in in a fry He's got it. <laughs> but yeah, it was basically like Napa and then kind of moved back in with my parents and paid off a bunch of student loans. Okay. That's um, the move. And then moved back to LA, worked at a couple, a couple like random restaurants. Um, wound up working at church and state with Walter for Walter Mansky for a really long church time. It was a big deal when it first opened. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah that's where, like, like ev- a lot. It's like, it was like Joe's or Hatfield's or like yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone worked there. Like everyone yeah. that like knew someone. Plus it was like, I feel like at, a place at the like time that. no one was really doing that. Like, like high-end like french bistro like a place yeah. where you can get like oysters and like some charcuterie and some like really nice dishes but it's also like you're out on the patio and you can just have some wine like it was it was like a cool good they had a lot of stuff going on at that place we had a lot of fun there for sure yeah. and then after that like he was he asked me he's like where do you want to go what do you want to do i told him i was like a dream of mine was always to go to time baby <laughs> yeah. i had no idea that i wanted to climb right yet. right you didn't know but like uh i want to climb the ladder of <clears throat> culinary expertise 
Yeah, I told him, I said, there was always a dream of mine to go and work at like three Michelin star restaurants in Damn. France and Europe. And Damn. so, um, I mean, he had done that and he's like, well, I know a couple people over there. He's like, well, how does, how does Arzac sound? I was like, that what? sounds great. So I went and worked at Arzac for a month. Damn. And then was basically just like emailing everybody on the top 50 in Europe and just like searching for a yes. Um, and so I emailed Noma and was like, they were like number four in the world at that time. And right. I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's like, you know, I love these guys' food. You know, I'd love to, I love an opportunity to come and hang out at your had restaurant. You, had you eaten there previously? No. You hadn't eaten there, right? Um, and so just like looking at what they did and kind of like the idea behind the restaurant, I loved it. And I right. was like, oh man, I want to come and work here. And initially they replied back and it was like, no, we're full. And then right. like scroll down to the bottom of the email and it was like, it's like but if you oh, show wait. up. wait. Yeah, we do need people. Okay. Yeah. Come start on this day at <laughs> wait, this time. Actually, um, you know what? <clears throat> come on in. And so then. I think like three days after I got the email, they moved from number four to number one. Damn. And so you I, got was, in I, right was there, when they... I was there the first month they got number one. It was, oh my it was incredible. God. I was there for like the celebration party in 2010. Damn. And so it was, it was amazing. And like the restaurant changed everything that I knew and thought about food. Um, and it's, it's kind of like, that's what Rene did. He kind of broke the mold of, you know, like French sauces having to be you know, like super reduced and right. thick and like mounted with butter. And right. then it's like, no, why can't it be broken? And you're like, because Babacoos said that it has to be right. this way. Babacoos, I'm know, doing it my way. It's like way. completely thinking outside the box and like- I love broken sauces. You know, it's like everything is just like, a lot of stuff was broken. And I mean, for, for a good reason, right. there was always like a thought behind why it should be broken right. and not, not just, just doing like, it for the hell of not it. just right. like, well, fuck you guys, man. I don't want to, I don't want to join your party. So I'm going to go over here and right. do my own emulsify. Shit. I'm having my broken <laughs> sauce party over here by myself. But I mean, it's it was a restaurant called broken, broken sauce. sauce. Yeah. I like it. It's it was a, definitely a restaurant. It's a wing place. <laughs> <laughs> That's wings. so crazy to come. I mean, cool. it must've been really intimidating to come in at that time and as you know, the lowest rung on the ladder of like a team that's probably been yeah. together for a long time. And, I mean, I mean, like, were they nice to you? Was it just like, oh, here's the new stage well, guy? There, was a bunch of other people staging? I've always had, I've always had a lot of random things happen to me, kind of like in my career, when you know that like you're going in the right direction, and like you're, you're somewhere where you should be or right. you shouldn't be, right. or like if a job move is like the right move or not, you know. Yeah. And so I go there, and they stand you up at lineup, and they say, okay, well, you know, where are you coming from? Who have you worked for? Blah blah blah. And Damn. So what? Like, like everyone's lined up like in the fucking army. Whole staff. Like, Holy everyone. shit. And they're like, okay, we got, we have a new stage. Where are you coming from? What's the restaurant? Who's the chef? Okay. So you tell them and so then, you're like, I was at Arzac, bro. Yeah, I was like, it's like, you know, it was like, I was just at Arzac finishing a stage coming from LA. I worked for this chef, you know, he was running this restaurant. He's previously done X, Y, and Z. Right. And, um, you know, then cut to like an hour later and one of the, one of like the lead line cooks there, um, his name is Blaine Wetzel. He has a restaurant called, uh, Willow's Inn at Lumi Island. Okay. Like James Beard chef. Fucking awesome dude. He was like, you worked with Walter? And I said, yeah, I did. He goes, what'd you do for him? I said, I was a sous chef. And he's like, so you can cook a little bit. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think so. And he's like, I worked with Walter and Carmel. He oh, goes, he fucking taught me so much. Hell yeah. I was like, holy shit. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you're going to work with me. What do you want to see in this restaurant? I was like, wow, that's crazy. Oh, shit. That's fucking awesome. Just like on the other side of the world, right. meet somebody that worked with the same guy that I worked with. I right. mean, it was really, really, that really cool. That just shows how much respect how far respect for somebody yeah. goes. Yeah. Like how, how much a good teacher yeah. means to somebody. And so basically that yeah. dude kind of like bounced me all over the kitchen. Right. And Kept you on his wing. You know what? Otherwise you'd be ropes. like picking fucking 
I mean, that was, that was it. I mean, he told me, he told me, he's like, look, he's like, this is the deal with this restaurant. He's like, you need to fucking move and you need to move fast. And he's like, you need to do things faster than everybody else. And if you can't, he's like, then you won't see anything in this restaurant. And so the first day, I think it was like the first or second day, first day is kind of like, just like you getting accustomed to the way the restaurant works. Figuring out the road. And the second day they're like, okay, you're going to work a muse. You're like, okay. And you go down and there's like, you know, like eight fucking amuse plates. And there's, you know, there's like a lead on that station and then um, like watching a couple stages, put everything together. But it's like you put one amuse out for one table, you scrub the station, sweep the floor, you know what I mean? Polish it back to normal. Wow. And it's every single plate that goes out is the exact same like setup. Food goes out, you scrub your station, sweep the floor, boom. Even in the middle of like a super middle, busy service? Middle of service, doesn't well, matter. Just because he many, wants it that clean? How many seats was it? It was, it was like what? 41. So Damn. 41 seats. So you, when you think of it like, yeah, maybe it's busy, but you're making an amuse. You have to sweep. You have some time to. Well, I mean, you have you have at least 15 seconds to fucking clean your station. Yeah, right. I mean, we had, so you figure there was, there was about 25 people in the kitchen Damn. and then probably another 15 upstairs that were all unpaid. That's crazy. Um, and so that was just like. Were bold. you getting paid for the stage? No. no. I didn't get how paid. many other stage were in the kitchen, not upstairs? Maybe like three. Okay. So you're like, and so it was one of those ones where it's like, if you weren't pushing and you're like right. faster and better than everybody else, you're just getting then lost they're in like, the they'll put you, you back stopped, in the fucking idiot. Yeah. Hole. Go upstairs. Yeah, I mean, I watched so many people, they would just like come in and like stop moving. And Renee would be like, you're fucking up the flow of the kitchen. Get the fuck out of here. And you're like, <laughs> because I mean, I that want was you the whole go thing. to the woods and get me some fucking pine needles and <laughs> well, don't come back until you have some real fucking good pine needles. And maybe like, a robin's egg. <laughs> go find me some fucking. It eggs. better be blue. I swear you to go God. Go find me some delicate seaweed. Pick the seaweed mushrooms next to the homeless guy on your way in. It's right there. I want some ethereal <laughs> ass seaweed in my hand by three p.m. I mean, there was there was definitely like on your way in, you're gonna go past this person's house. Right. They have this growing in the front yard. Really? Get some. Oh. You're like fuck. So you're like <laughs> like I was, a random I was like person. Staying. You're gonna pass old man Johnson's house. He's got the best mugwort. I mean, well, that I was want the you to thing, slip though. under the fence and I want you to grab that fucking mugwort. Everybody would ask you, they're like, where are you staying at? And you're like, I'm over here. And they're like, okay. And they just like pull out a map of the city and they'd be like, Damn. you're going to come down this way. When you come down this way, there's this house. You got to be fast. These people fucking hate this shit. Oh you're my like, God. It's what? Like, it just says like Renee's foraging map. <laughs> right. More I just, or less. Like, I just, it's like a Disneyland map. And it's just like, here's Pine Needle Land. Here's Fur- Furville. Yeah, exactly. Your first day as a stage, he like unrolls this whimsical map with drawings the- and... He take he takes like this magnifying glass. The like light shines on it. It illuminates in gold. It's like something from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, man. When I'm, the sun hits the horizon, yeah, exactly. you have to flip upside down to read this. That's map. where the good but clover is, the sweet it, clover. But it almost seems like that to work for like someone like Renee, like someone who's he seems he seems like a pretty nice dude. But for someone who's like <clears throat> you, like chefs are very specific about certain yeah. things. Some like way more than others, and some in varying degrees of what they care about and the specificity of it. But like Ray seems like everything, everything is like ultra specific. The, it is. Like, like when you said the flow of the kitchen, like, like for, like for me, like the flow of the kitchen is just like completely different than that. Cause it's not a tasting menu restaurant yeah. also. Like I'm just, I'm assuming for you guys at 71 above your flow is, is more important because of the, how, it, how it's course, but it's yeah. probably not like how Noma was. No, I mean, there's like a lot of the people, like when I was at Noma, they would do, I think it was like five, seven and 12 course was the size of the menu. Right. And then if you got full snacks and menu D's, it wound up being like 28 dishes. Um, And so everybody would come in after they got number one and there's like 12 course, 12 course, 12 course. Everybody wants a big menu, you know? Um, 
And I mean, so, if you're going to Noma, yeah. Well, you're I mean, going to Noma, you're, like, you're making a trip. All out. If you go to Noma and you're getting the five-course yeah, menu, first of all, fuck right. you. You have way too much you're, money. You're right? sitting down yeah. at Noma you're like, I don't want to spend again. too much. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, going, what do you have? Uh, what wines do you have that are under $12? Right. Yeah, I mean, by the glass. that's one of those things that you just like, bring the DRC out. Like, let's, let's go for it. Let's get the fancy wine, get the, yeah. you know, everything. I mean, all the bells and whistles. You have to. You have to. It's red zone, dude. If you're yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna experience a meal like that, that's gonna be a life changing meal. If you're gonna do it on a budget, fucking go somewhere else. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't be eating at those restaurants. How much was a twelve course? With uh, the I think I think like the menu the menu with the wine pairing and everything else is probably like, I mean it was on par with everywhere else. It was like five hundred bucks. Yeah, four five hundred dollars. Like all in, you know what I mean? Damn. Uh, but for something like that, I mean like, I've spent that much money on meals, but it was yeah. for like things of that. That caliber. Two, There's very stars. few times when I've spent over four hundred dollars on a single meal. The most I ever spent was eight hundred, and that was because Where? I. Bec- well, it was at uh, Milos in Vegas, and that was because I got saddled with the bill. Oh, you did damn. credit card roulette. Yeah, we basically just yeah. Oh I, damn. I kind of. Yeah, but that's the whole dinner. <laughs> that's not your portion of the dinner. You paid well, for an nah, entire meal, but I paid for it. No, they. I mean, they they paid some too. I, okay. I couldn't cover. I mean, it was this. I was like twenty five when okay. this happened. I put it on a credit card. Right. Yeah. Definitely Let me have. write you a personal check. Uh, Notice when the, uh, the date is. Right. Two years from now. Predate this. Definitely had some expensive meals. But so you got to sit and as a stage, you get to dine at Noma. Like, do you, do you I get didn't to- get, I, they, they booked for like five months out right after, Damn. right after, like right. before I got there. So you never got to experience. That. I didn't you get to, to eat. I didn't get to eat, kitchen. but I got to eat some of the food in the kitchen. And I mean, I asked Renee, I was like, Hey chef, like, can I, I was like, I'd love, I'd love to eat here. Right. It's like, I'll sit in a corner. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, and he was just like, yeah, maybe. He was like, he said, honestly, he said, we booked for, we booked for like five, six months out. Damn. And he said, there's, he said, there's like a 200 person wait list on every single day. And he wow. said, he said, I can't. And I was like, can I, do I understand. Can I do it? So, you know? well, no, but like when you're like, can I just try some stuff? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. He said, he said, we, okay. he said, we can, he said, we can make a couple extra plates and like, you can try, you know, some yeah. of the food. And what was whatnot. the best thing? It was If you had everything. to pick one. Everything, everything was everything was like so far from what you know, but so still so like familiar, right? You know, um, and it was like, you know, it was like there was like scallops that had barley with like right. um, like an herb emulsion think it was that simple. was like mixed in, and it was like scallop chips and like some seaweed powder, and like that was the dish. Damn. And so everywhere, everywhere that you've like worked, that you've been trained, you know, you need to have X, Y, and Z on a plate and everything else. He's like, no, you know what? He's like, I have the best fucking barley with like these herbs that are incredible with these scallops that are incredible. And you don't have to have anything else on a plate because this is great. So what was, is Damn. the cooking more like traditional or is he using a lot of like higher end technique or is it just like a nice balance of both? Well, there's, there's like very little use of hydrocolloids. I think, I think the only thing he had was agar. Really? Can you explain yeah. what that is for our non-technical listeners? Um, more or less, it's just a, it's a type of, it's a type of like chemical more or less it's derived from food. So right. it's not really a chemical, but right. like you can, you can manipulate um, textures of food and make things do things that they wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Like, so agar, like gel like, when they hot, like gel when they're heated right. and you know, thicken something that wouldn't normally be able to be thickened when it was cold, it would have to be heated. Okay. And then like a starch added to it of some sort. Yeah. Okay. But like when you see those like spheres that, yeah. you know, like that's like the agar yeah. holding it together. Yeah, it's like sodium oh, citrate. It's, it, yeah, it's sodium. It's like yeah. alginate. Like molecular gastronomy type stuff. Exactly. Yeah, but, but Noma's not really about that, right? No, not at all. 
And it's so a, it's about what you can get. Well, like yeah. what's available. Yeah, it was like the natural best bounty of Scandinavia. So what, what do you th- what would the flavor profiles be like? Is he trying to hit like herbaceous and like acidic? Or is he try is he just it was kind of it was like just, whatever, it's all over the place. I mean it was kind of whatever whatever he could get that was incredible at that time, he would find a place for it on the menu. I love the idea find, of like just Red Zeppe like just like wandering around the neighborhood. They're like, Red Zeppe's in the yard again. He's, <laughs> Go he's on, stealing out of lavender. Get out of here, Red Zeppe. Get out of here. You're like beating him off That's with a broom. He like day. scurries away to like another house. He's like picking more. You no, know, he makes like those like the uh, like the like Scooby Doo like <laughs> <laughs> So, like that's the thing though. Like, do they have profe- like they have professional for- foragers they do. who are just doing that? I mean, that's that's what he did. Like, he worked. I know he worked at like the laundry and he, like the French laundry in Napa Valley. Right, and right. He worked at El Bulli for a while, and oh you know, then um, he basically took like six months off and just wandered through the wilderness Wander of world. Scandinavia with a bunch of seems foragers. Like, he seems like such a happy scamp, Red Zebby. I'm sure he was, like, I'm yeah, sure he'd be very wanna, serious. You but. just want to like rub his head. Yeah. Like, he was ah, super you. nice. He a lovable was, guy. Those mushrooms are so fucking wild. I want to talk briefly about uh, Arzak. Uh, Arzak was cool. I remember... <laughs> I, I don't know what... It, it was wasn't. Juan Marie Arzak, right? Yeah, it wasn't and, really my... Is it Northern that Spain? Was food. That wasn't your type of thing? No. I mean, yeah, it's um, it's in the Basque Country the Basque in San country. Sebastian. Okay, San he Sebastian. was basically like the godfather of Spanish right. food, right? And he was him and um, Ferran Adria were kind of like the pioneers. The guys, of, they were the big boys of molecular gastronomy. Right. So it, it was molecular gastronomy focused, hugely. Huge. All about. So that's why it wasn't for you. No, it wasn't. I mean, You're it was like a whole lot of that at seventy one. It was like a whole other You're, level it's like of chemistry. manipulation it's like of science food. at that point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was like a lot of. There was like gastrovax and roto like right. evaporators and like all these crazy yeah all like these crazy everything. machines that you see in a science lab right. that you have no idea yeah. how to use and you're yeah. looking at it and you're like man this thing's twenty five thousand dollars and if I touch it the wrong way the whole thing's gonna explode right. they're gonna look at me like I'm the asshole and it's, so, like, it's like you're the asshole for putting fucking, a stage in charge of this that's yeah, it's intimidating like, though like coming in as a stage yeah. coming in as a stage in a regular situation at a high end restaurant is intimidating but that's yeah. like a whole so, other did it seem less intimidating walking into the Noma stage than it was. To the Arzak stage? Not really, because I mean, intimidating Noma, yeah, it was it was different ways. You know, it was like one like Arzak's a three star restaurant, right? Three Michelin stars. Um, it's like the highest highest uh, award that you can kind of right. achieve in food. Right. And then um, you have Noma, that's a two star restaurant, but Noma was pushing significantly harder than Arzak was. Right. And that's how and they got to that number one spot. That's how they got the number one spot. And it's like, you have a restaurant that has less stars, but on like the San Pellegrino and top 50, whatever right. that's worth guide. Right. Um, you know, they kind of surpassed a three Michelin star restaurant. And it's like, well, how does a restaurant that is considered lower in an experience right. level better? Well, you know what I mean? Thing on about a these level. I mean, it's all, it's it's like, all subjective. Yeah. The whole it's, Michelin system. It's kind of stupid. And I feel like there's more and more people and like higher end chefs like bucking back against this system. Some of them have been returning their stars. Yeah. Like, I mean, so, I was yeah. just reading about it's that. It's not like super rampant, but the, it, yeah. it is happening yeah. because. Well, I think the, like any established orthodoxy that's like really entrenched after a while, it becomes, you know, someone has to rebel against it and be like, this isn't the end all be all. These, are, these people don't, you know. At some point, you have like as a as a chef or a chef owner is more personal. Like you got to do things for yourself. Right. It's not about yeah. The you have chase. to do what you want to do. And I think that the the problem is that people obsess over the chase. They want the stars. To be, well, not maybe not the stars, but they want, maybe they, maybe for them the, the their version of stars is like being on TV. Right. Maybe being on Guy Fieri's Diner Driving Dives is fucking <sighs> super meaningful. 
But that's all. That that's all be, I've ever wanted to that do. That actually would be fucking rad. But, <laughs> I mean, all you want to be is just a participant or, or a citizen of Flavortown. Right. Exactly. And that's it. All, all I want to do I is wanna have, live in Flavortown. I don't. I don't want to be the mayor. Can I, I, I don't need to be, I don't need any administrative position in Flavortown. I just want to be a resident. I want to just take over that show and go to like super high end restaurants and be like diners, drive-ins and dives and like cruise into like Vespertine and be like, Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? No. What are you making over there? Chef? This is the best idea. It's okay. just Jordan hiding behind. Like, right. Like He's like, deploy the screen, cloak. deploy the screen. Yeah. It's like, can you move your hair out of the shot? Please <laughs> just like, just move it. No, that's a, that's actually an amazing idea for like something to shoot where it's like, a diners, drivers, and dives esque host going to like the world's best <laughs> restaurants, and he just like busts back in the kitchen, like, Renee, what's up, brother? We're making this crazy ranch sauce, and he's like, I am smoking buckwheat. Please get away from me. <laughs> he's like, Tell us about that. Bu- that buckwheat looks crazy, brother. Now nah, he's just like communicating in like beeps. He just has like a red button that's just like doing Morse code. Also, I don't know why my host just sounded like Con- Hulk Hogan, yeah. brother. That- hey, brother, why aren't you coming to check out this new sauce? That I'm making? buckwheat looks nuts, brother. <laughs> I love that idea, though. Let like- me tell you something mean, Gene. <laughs> right. Fury's always back there. It seems like, like it's like a weird Portlandia skit. Right. You know? I, I feel like they actually probably have already done this. Well, no, because, you know, you've, like, I love Chef's Table and all these shows, but when they, when they you know, give these chefs the treatment, it's very rarefied, very fancy, very staid. Like, it would just be funny to have a dude in a flame shirt, like, fuck yeah, Farinadria, lay it on me, just brother. Like single camera that's shaking the <laughs> right. entire time. Like, get you got to get a close-up of this shot. He's this putting sauce his, like, is so reduced. He's putting his, like, f- like pinkies and shit. They're like, please don't touch that. He's like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's Flavortown. That's fucking Flavortown. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start that show. I just go around and bother high-end chefs. Could be great. Bo- bothering Well, chefs. the thing is, like... Nobody it, does that. Well, nobody does that. But also, it's easy to make fun of Guy Fieri, but, like, he goes to those places and, and like, those places, because of that, become so popular. Like, you have to hand double it to edge, him. Double-edged sword, man. Because... Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like Kitchen Nightmares. It's a double-edged sword because... It can if the food is as good as he says but it is. But all if, those if places are good. Comes, no, they're not. Maybe, but he maybe goes to now. places that sometimes just offer like a novelty item. Okay. No, you're right. and then and then you go you're there right. and you're like, I don't want I don't uh, want to die. I are want... you saying Flavortown is built upon shoddy foundations, Joel? I'm saying that that it's definitely living on a man made island. <laughs> and he and and they probably didn't hire the best people. Oh, fuck. That's that's a scandal for Flavortown. Well, I've met Guy Fieri. Have you? I was on Guy's Grocery Games. Oh, fuck. I forgot. Nice. So I guess we're both famous, John. <laughs> there you go. I'm not famous, dude. I want to actually want to hear about your Guy's Grocery Games experience. Uh, I totally forgot that you were on that. I, I flew to Santa Rosa where, right. they, where they basically built a market, a fake market. Right. Where actually they donate all the stuff after. Like they donate like it all that. to like. He does nice. charity work. Yeah, he, he does do that. Um, he rolled up in the most obnoxious. H three, it was yellow, bright yellow. All his all it, his vehicles are yellow. Uh, uh, but he was actually extremely nice. It was that was the first time I ever was on TV. Right. This is years ago. This right. is like four or five something like that. Four years ago, and I was really nervous. Young was, guy, something to prove. Yeah, I was just up. Well, I just wanted the money. <laughs> like, honestly, I was just like, I can do this. I'm gonna come into Flavortown. I'm gonna get that money. Um, I'm gonna leave Flavortown. But I, I went in there and I met the other competitors who were all very nice. But most of them were like, I'm a personal chef and I'm like a. Blah blah blah, or like I'm a baker, and right. I was like, "You're like no, I'm, I'm gonna like, fuck these no. people." And up. I was like, "Yeah, I'm a, I've been a CDC for like three years. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking wreck you all. You have no idea." No, and it was just like, and then I proceeded to destroy all of them. Hell yeah! What did you make? Uh, Wait, my, so so the thing is, 
you go into the market, you grab shit off the shelves well, I did, or whatever. I did the Valentine's episode. Okay. So I was, and I'm not a pastry person. I knew ultimately I was going to have to make a pastry because it's fucking Valentine's, right? And the theme was chocolate, like right. for the first like thing. So I was like, fuck. Um, so I made, I made, uh, I made fried chicken with powdered cocoa on top of it as a chocolate. And then I made mo- like a quick version of mole where I took like canned enchilada sauce and then, and then like sauteed a bunch of other shit. That sounds great And then though. like dig, and then I fucking flambéed it with mezcal hell to yeah. make it like look cool oh, and hell shit. Yeah. And then I blended it all up and like, uh, just did that. I know and guy I, love and that. I, I made, this is smoky. There's a yeah, lot of flavor I made, here. I made a quick pickle, like a really quick pickle just for, and like put some greens on top of it. And then I Damn. made a, I made pan Purdue for my dessert. <laughs> Mind fucking blown. Yeah. And then I made like, I, and then I, and then like for my, for my main, like it was like, you can do whatever you want. Just make a sexy meal. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a, a colorful puree and I'm going to cook fish properly. <laughs> That's sexy as and, hell. And, Done. And, and, and put brown butter on it. And, fish and, and that was fish it. with brown butter is sexy as fuck and, to and, me. And purple cauliflower puree. And that was this, it. this is crazy coming from someone who doesn't like fish. I can't believe you. I don't. I can't believe you crossed the finish line with I a really nice fish I dish. I don't hate fish. A running theme of the show is Joel's hatred of all, all things seafood. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. It's the bounty of the sea, Joel. Well, it's nature's it's nature's best food. Well, I don't like sharks. sharks John, I'll ask you this: If you had to give up meat or seafood. For the rest of your life, what would you choose? I'm talking um, all meat and all seafood. <clears throat> you can only choose one category. There's no no in between. I would say like frog I, legs are in between. I would say this. Frog, <laughs> uh, yeah, frog legs are in between. You're right. You so can I would always say have frog, frog legs. legs. You can have frog legs either way. As many frog legs as you want. At this at this point in my life, um, I would probably say meat. Okay, interesting. Just because. I um, like cooking fish more, by the way, just for the record. It's harder. Well, yeah, yes. of course. Okay. I see that it's, as a chef, it's as harder. a challenge. Yeah. Okay. I understand I would, that. To cook fish perfectly is hard. It is hard. Yeah. I would say, I would say meat because like, um, my dad was a, my dad was a butcher. Oh, like, wow. Like growing up, not like, not like the guy that stands in the store and says, Oh, Hey, you want a steak? You want, right. like, hey, he was the guy that like, that. he was the guy that you would call and he would come out to your farm and. You know, you'd say, I, I got this cow. And he's like, no problem. What do you want? And he's like, <laughs> I want steaks and sausage. And he's like, cool. You know, how much sausage do you want? And he would basically take the cow down, dress the cow, bleed Damn. the whole cow out. You know, how would I mean? he kill the cow in that scenario? Um, Cutthroat? Cutthroat? You know what I mean? Right. Get it really nice See, and yeah, relaxed. Relaxing. Cut the throat. Cut the throat. Damn. Or, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's tons of different ways. Sleep, but, sleep or hold. Go, did you going, going down? down. <laughs> going down. Right, exactly. Let, let, me tell, let me tell you something, Shh. down. You're going down. Did you did you grow up knowing how to like butcher whole animals? Then, I did. I did not. Um, did he it was kind of. Or was he just strictly like a butcher? No, no. no my dad. My dad definitely cooked a okay. lot. Yeah. And his so you grew dad up in a meat heavy environment. Hugely. Right. I didn't really know fish at all until I was probably like 18, 19 years old. Sushi. Was that was that your introduction? Sushi. To fish? I think I feel like sushi was. I had some salmon. I had some like really and bad that, salmon, and I was oh. like, "Fuck that! Just yeah. give me a pork chop or a steak." Yeah, right. fuck salmon. Right. See, salmon's like one of salmon my is horrible. I mean, farm uh, raised salmon. See, high, not farm chefs, raised. Like, I'm not chefs, fuck chefs agree. Salmon is bad. Nobody but likes good it. wild salmon. Copper River salmon is awesome. Amazing. But Co- cooked right, right. smoked, yeah. raw. I mean, you're, mm. yeah, like wild salmon is wild great. Salmon, baby, but, nature's best food. I don't know about nature's best food. Joel I'd rather if I'd rather if I was gonna give some, I would probably give him trout instead, like some kind of like nicer. I trout. really like trout. Yeah, salmon. Come on, tastes better. Salmon. Tastes better. Salmon. But yeah, I mean, yeah, dude. So farm raised so, salmon. So, so growing growing up, you were eating a ton of meat. 
tons of meat and then kind of didn't really didn't really see fish until I was okay. more or less well, in now, culinary school. But like, okay. I, as, I, and, as I've grown up, like, I don't, and I might be for you because, but too, but like I've been more and more happy with just eating vegetables. Like yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like no, as, no kid loves eat eat vegetables. But but that I, I don't understand why because there's some well, usually sweet and so, like I would really say run the I feel like they can be great. I just don't think true. that people give enough. Like if that was if you grew up and that was the only option and then there was like meat every now and again. Right. But now it's like if there's meat all the time. And your parents were great cooks and they could cook <laughs> vegetables really well for you. You would probably grow up enjoying them. But I feel like most people's experience with vegetables is like their mom would steam broccoli. Or like make Brussels sprouts badly and then make them eat it because it's like you have to make your kid eat vegetables. Or for no, health. it's like all frozen vegetables. And then you're like, like I you hate heat this. up peas yeah. or you it heat up like corn. It becomes a chore, exactly. But if your parents were like great cooks and they were giving you like fucking great vegetables right off the bat, you know, they're like, here's some romesco I roasted with the fucking sauce. When you're like seven, you'd be like, yeah, this is fucking rules. But no one has that. No one, no one grows up like that. I had my grandma. We we grew up, we grew up with a whole bunch of like farmers in the family. Okay. So my dad is a butcher and then like my grandpa and my uncle and my dad's cousin and all these other people, they're all farmers in the Imperial Valley. And so I grew up with a ton of fucking vegetables. Did you grow um, up enjoying them as a kid? I did. There you go. See, you need to grow up. The sun, the but it was, it farmers. was also, yeah. it was also specific to who cooked them and right. how they were cooked. Right, 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 right. You know, like if my grandma cooked vegetables, my grandma was a fucking incredible cook. Okay. Um, and you know, like grew up basically classically trained in Georgia like went through like etiquette school oh, and wow. like okay. everything. And Debut so you know, what was her like, what, what was her like moves? You're doing like collards. Like what are we talking? Everything southern dude. Shit? All like all Southern stuff, but also like she'd go outside and, you know, pick Harry Covera off the, off the vine. She called them string beans because right. that's know, what they're called. Right. And so <laughs> she would go out there and pick those and just saute them with like a little bit of onions and butter. See, that's, that's salt. delicious. That's Here you go. Shit. That's, that's what I'm talking about. And like you bite into them and they're still crunchy and you're like, uh, and then you like bite into something that somebody else makes and they're just like soft and mushy and you're like, what the fuck is this, yeah. man? Yeah, because you realize that texture like exists. Yeah. And you then you start. texture exists until later on in life. Yeah. yeah you start to like, I don't know. You, you, you start to be, you start to become like a vegetable snob and you're like six years old and you're like. This is, you're suck. the outlier that proves like, my theory that if you grow up eating well cooked, like well prepared vegetables, like obviously great, you know, produce from California, you're going to love it. But most kids don't get that. And I think. You grow up kind of like being like vegetables, and you're right. Now that I'm older, I'm like I'll fucking eat vegetables all day. I could eat. I could eat. I could eat. I could become a vegetarian. I could. I don't want to. Oh, I, I could, could live off a, veg off of a vegetarian. I could yeah. eat, but still with cheese and eggs and I could also stuff like gouge that. out like, my own eyes and still enjoy the rest of my life. But I'm not you could, going no, you to. Wouldn't, you wouldn't enjoy the rest of your life if you had gouged out eyes. How would you? I'd do? have a great story in bars. They'd be like, be "What the hell happened to you?" I'd be like. Well, I had this podcast and then like yada, 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 I had to gouge out my own eyes. I realized that I didn't need my eyes to do the podcast, so I mean, it was just fine. <laughs> I was trying to make a point about vegetarianism and things. I took it a little too far. Yeah, I took it a little far. Anyway, I'll take another shot. Like, I mean, I, it would be, I would be very upset if I wasn't able to have pork yes, or yes, chicken. I would too. Or poultry. Although I think if it came down I, to seafood versus meat, I might have to side with John and go seafood. I would, I would. Just because I think that, first of all, there's more variety. In the in the category, arguably. Eh, I mean, yeah. We're talking all seafood. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of meat. No, you can I, eat, I don't but. think you could give up oysters and octopus. Yeah, exactly. And, Those and are like my favorite like things. That. That's for for you. I mean, I I could give up oysters. I like oysters, but I could give them up. Where are you gonna get your zinc from, bro? <laughs> zinc shots. Your, your zinc levels <laughs> are daily pill shots. <laughs> my zinc pill. I'm drinking <clears throat> plenty of. Zalk now with vitamin <laughs> I Z. Always, I always drink plenty of Zalk. <laughs> I drink plenty of Zalk. I think I think the the move to go is to eat a ton of vegetables and then only eat like 
the best of whatever whatever protein it yes. is. Like yes, I like, fully endorse this. Theory. Eat like awesome vegetables from the farmers market and pair it with like a piece of fucking A five wagyu. I'm you gonna know? call this. I'm, I will dub this being an optitarian. <laughs> Only eating the most opt- optimal, optimal, best shit. You know, like that's the way to eat. Like get like the the best heritage pork and eat it with vegetables. Yes. But eat like a little bit of it. That's yeah. that's. I mean, the older I get, the more that's exactly how I want to eat. I want like a good amount of vegetables and like, you know, I, I would still you know I'll eat a thirty ounce steak sometimes, but like you can't eat like that normally. I would no, rather have no, no. A, a smaller piece of really high quality, really well prepared meat with like a, the bulk of the plate coming from vegetables on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, I often opt for a salad, like when I go out. You're for a lunch. big, you're a big salad dad. I, Joel's I really a huge do, I really salad dad. Like, I eat a salad. I'll opt for a salad. I'll opt for a goddamn salad, but like of varying degrees, you know. I eat salad. I mean, I eat salad. Salads are great. Salads I ate a salad, salad last night. Yeah, I ate salad <laughs> like after I got home from work. Taco salad. Also, I mean, you know, they're great. Also, especially with like the it's lives. Like you open up a burrito and yeah, put it in a bowl exactly. and stir it up. I mean, it's a salad, right? You get a burrito, you slice the side <laughs> and pour it on. Great if someone just like put a little, oh, little bit of lettuce. Salad, and you I give mean, them a burrito instead. They're like, I'm sorry, I asked for salad. You're like, I'm sorry. You take a knife and you just like open it up. It falls onto a plate. You're like, here's your salad. You throw some iceberg on it. I love the idea of the taco salad because it's like. If they're trying to be healthy, like you see it like Pollo Loco. It's like taco salad. It's like, oh yeah, I'll get a salad. But then it's like it's literally just a giant taco shell filled with shit. It's like, this isn't how this is worse. This is like eating five tacos. It's like covered with spring mix. Yeah, I feel exactly. like if you add lettuce to anything, it immediately right. becomes it, a salad. Immediately becomes a salad. There like five leaves and, 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 and spring mix. This is six leaves. Five that's, leaves salad. that's the move to class it up. You're not putting iceberg or just like shredded romaine yeah. on it, baby. You got little color variances mm-hmm. in there. You're like, oh shit. Is that, That's the way is to that live. arugula too in there? Fucking A. That's why we're all so fucking healthy, strapping lads. We're just aggressive amounts of vegetables, <laughs> baby. Oh, aggressive man. amount. I'm 34. I got to get these veggies in. I'm did old. we just eat longanisa with a fried egg on top we and did. bread this morning? But I couldn't eat that every morning. I mean, I probably could. I did go to Ruin Pear last night, and I did. I was with two people who are like changing their like lifestyles. Shout out to Ruin Pear, one of Thai Town's so gems. Love One it. of the finest Thai restaurants. But it was like around. the first time I went there and I didn't get pork jerky, right? Or I didn't get like chi- like I got lar- I got chicken lard, but that was the only thing with like you went healthy shit. at Room Pair. Yeah, I, mean, I go yeah, all, like all pork. Can you though if you're just eating like noodles and rice right. and shit? Just not too. that healthy, but uh, and drinking beer, right? You know, but well, it's step at a time. It's just so. Tasty. But then today you had a salad. I don't have a salad yet. Well, when you die, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be because of lack of salad. It's because you drink that 7-Eleven coffee every morning with artificial hazelnut syrup. Oh, my God. Which is definitely going to give you cancer. I don't know if there's artificial. I think it's the roast because it's it's already pre. I don't put hazelnut syrup in it. I it's, thought you were doing the squirt no, no, from no, a it's, bottle. It's, it's like they have not like, squirting anything yeah, from a bottle. Oh, they, no, 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 no. I'm not squirting anything okay, from a bottle. Okay. It's like hazelnut roast I coffee. I thought you were squirting no, shit no, from no, a bottle. No, no, no. It's like hazelnut roast coffee oh, and I don't put anything in it. I don't put like milk. Don't they take like, it's like oil or like some extract and like toss the beans and they do some gross shit with those beans. I don't give a fuck. It's a dollar eighty nine, and I love it. Sometimes you want a fucking hazelnut coffee, dude. Sometimes I just want a hazelnut coffee. Sometimes I, I spent I spent like nine dollars right. on this G and B coffee, That's almond true. macadamia, like some kind of fucking you know cool kid. It is good. It is. But it is super good. Sometimes you want a hazelnut coffee, which is literally it should be noted that fucking John is currently drinking Starbucks. No, I got. Oh, are you drinking? Starbucks? I got Lassen's. Oh, Lassen's. Oh, you went to Lassen's. I I, I didn't see it. Yeah, I had like fifteen minutes. Lassen's before. has good coffee. Like 15 minutes before I was supposed to be here. Get some goddamn coffee. I was like, oh, I'll go grab a coffee. We do run a tight ship. We run so I'm glad that you waited. Ship. And so uh, I, I cruised into Lassen's and then realized that there was a line in front of the coffee because there was no coffee and wound up uh, 
wound up showing up like almost 10 minutes late because of this line for the coffee because <laughs> Lassen's doesn't understand at nine in the morning well, people want fucking coffee. You got to do what I do. I'm drinking the Stumptown cold brew. I just walk in, buy like five of brew. these. I could have got that, mm. but I mean, it was chilly this morning, man. It was like, That's it was true. a brisk like 65. Brisk. I know. It I had was a jacket on. 65. Um, well, I feel like we're we're at the end of the road here. This has been a this has been a real pleasure. Well, we job. got some uh, we got some stuff. We, got some we actually didn't talk about the upcoming dinner. Let's, let's, yeah, let's talk about your. Uncle. Let's do some plugs. Yeah, do what some do plugs. we got? We got we got like five minutes that we can. Johnny B. What uh, do we got? So I'm doing a dinner at Cali next Tuesday, December fifth. December December fifth. Uh, it's Cali restaurant. It's gonna be a dinner with a bunch of chef de cuisines from Los Angeles. So Damn. what what restaurants and uh, what chef CDCs are? Gonna I don't, be involved. I don't know all the names. Um, I've been kind some of other guys around. I don't know. Me, but it's it's uh, <laughs> the not important <clears throat> ones, and then also I know me. it's the Chef de Cuisine of Providence, Tristan, um, and then okay. Soto, and I believe I forget the other. That's guys. cool. Like that you guys Vinny's are all doing like a Chef de like Cuisine together. Yeah. Um, well, they've been then, doing collaboration dinners. Yeah. For a, a while now, I think it started with it was just Kevin and Miles. Yeah. And then it went to other i think the last round of chefs was like ludo and michael fiorelli and yeah and there was cool. who's it guys. tony from from spring they did a dinner yeah, yeah. and i mean it's it's really cool and you go there and you talk to kevin and you kind of look at what he's doing in the restaurant and i mean the guys the guys he's really the doing chef of Cali. he's doing he's doing some interesting stuff he's trying to keep everything local and try to do everything in house and it's you know the product that he's doing is it's fucking solid I, he, i've he, heard he, he has a great good thing. he has a good product and that kitchen is small yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's definitely uh, fucking tiny. Right. It's maybe as big there's as a this couple. Room. There's a couple. Like the line is maybe as big as this room. Okay. I, I keep hearing great things about Cali. I think it's smaller than yet. this room, dude. To be honest, and they don't have a walk-in. They only have a. How big is the crazy. restaurant? It's probably like sixty seats. Damn. Yeah, I thought he said it was like sixty, That's eighty seats, something like that. Kitchen. It's and a, it's you're all gonna, you guys are all going to be crammed in there. Yeah, I think he has like two six burner stoves and a fryer and an uh, oven. I mean, you did it. You were when you and Varton did it. Yeah. You were with him and like. There were like eight chefs in there, six, six seven, eight chefs. In Barton, there. Yeah, you were there. Executive chef, <coughs> executive chef or something above. above. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, great, man. That's really cool. You're doing that. Uh, Tuesday, December fifth. Get tickets at Cali's website. What's yes. your What's the dish that you're doing? Oh yeah. Do uh, it's basically so it's basically like a squash that's turned into a caramel apple. Ooh. Um, so Is, it looks it looks like a caramel apple, but then. It's like hollowed out on the inside stuff with like squash and foie gras and all this other stuff. So wait, wait, the, it's an actual I, apple that's hollowed out? No, no, no. It's a squash. It's a butternut squash. You take so you bottom. like you like carve it to look like an apple? Yeah. Wow. So it's like circular. And there's it's filled dipped with dipped in cider, filled with like squash and foie gras and a whole that bunch of like other stuff. That sounds like a great. That sounds fall fucking dish. amazing. I mean, if you think about it, it's you know it's the veg course, but I just added foie gras. There you go. So. <laughs> Pro move. See, Always a, add foie. Really good farmers market produce. A little bit of foie. That's little all I want to eat. Okay. Lots of vegetables. A little bit of foie. A little bit of foie. A little bit of foie. You can't yeah. put foie on it. If you just put foie on something, it's going to make it better. And yeah, for his, of course. And for his, that's the other thing. Like, you have to understand the clientele, too. Like, they are probably going to be really happy about that. They'll, they'll. Except the vegetarians. They will not right. be happy about it. They'll take a bite oh, into it. They'll figure like, it out. I yeah. thought this was a fucking apple. I'm out of here. Excited. Why are you serving me an apple for the second course? This is, shouldn't this be dessert? I don't understand. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> That sounds fucking great. No, it sounds uh, great. Next uh, Tuesday, December Tuesday, 5th. December fifth. Yes. I think it's what eighty-five a ticket, eighty a ticket. Reasonable. I think, I think it was like that. I haven't, I haven't looked into too much of the specifics of the dinner. All I know is that I had to make a dish, and the restaurant seventy-one above is slightly busy at the moment. So I've been, uh, my focus has kind of been right. there. I don't know. Uh, I'll yeah. probably do like yeah. an apple filled with foie. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, crank something that was, out. That was kind of. What was the dish that we had like? 
kind of conceptualized like last year and then never got around to it's making a cool it. Fucking idea. It, it, it then, seems like labor intensive though to like, it's not, it's not easy oh, to make yeah, easy for to sure. Make, yeah. But I mean, I figure I'll, I have to make like 120 of them. I can do that. Jesus. So each one take, <laughs> that's, that's so many. You're going to be just carving squash for hours. Yeah. I have the, I have like the produce company, like sourcing and like, um, sourcing so and one sorting butternut squash. squash gives you one apple. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I need 120 perfect ones <laughs> so that I have 20 that I can fuck up. If I, if I fuck them up, you got to go a hundred portions. Old man Johnson's got great butternut squash in his yard. You jump the fence. Maybe you can call after Renee midnight. to help you out. Right, exactly. Maybe. See if he's not busy. Yeah, he might be. He might in, be free. I think yard. he was. I think he was doing like a pop up under a bridge in fucking Copenhagen. <laughs> right, exactly. Benefit Mexico or something like that. Like, are you, are you foraging or, or living under this bridge? Mm-hmm. It could be both. It could be both. It could be both, baby. Uh, well, fuck yeah. Go to that dinner. Um, go to that dinner. Go to seventy one above. above. Yeah, treat it's yourself. Open, it's open all day. It's all day. It's, it's open at oh, eleven no, in the morning to like day? midnight or something. Uh, eleven eleven thirty to. 10 like monday to monday to thursday i think and then friday saturday and sunday kind of hours vary all day every day but yeah damn saturday saturday sunday we aren't open for lunch it's the gorgeous. other days go take a date to 71 above Wait, saturday, sunday, you're not open for lunch oh. no we aren't brunch will come soon but okay brunch is coming it's gonna center put, around put the brakes on that fuck right, exactly try not yeah. to wake up too he's early. got a you got a you got a climbing trip coming up that you're excited about uh, you got to think about those flaw apples. You don't always, have time dude, for climbing. I mean, time. You always trying to figure out something. Like, Come on, baby. Let's go to Joshua Tree. You got you apples can, yeah. to fill. You can do the boulder, and I'm going to do the fucking nine pitch. <laughs> no way, dude. She's, uh, she's the boy. I figure, I figure if I'm going to marry this lady, like, she's gotta and be, trust my she's life gotta be able with to her, hold her own on the she, wall. Can, she can fucking hold my life in her hands like, there you go. every day. There you just go. make sure that you're not too much of an asshole to him. You know what I mean? Well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks, for fucking, uh, thanks for having me. Fuck yeah. It's great. I think you're probably uh, probably the only fucking rock climbing uh, Noma trained chef that we've had on. Probably and probably that'll continue. Probably, we'll yeah. We need to we need to find more chefs who do cool extreme sports on there. I know. On like, their where, off time. Where are the, she- where are where the, are the guys who are surf? yeah? Where are the windsurfers? If you're a windsurfer <laughs> and you have no excuse because we live by the fucking beach. Redondo. I think that's great though because so many <laughs> Malibu, chefs. Malibu, It's yeah, so just, hard to have that work-life balance, especially being a chef. And it's like it's cool to have that other thing that you're passionate about. And no, it's great. Makes you happy. Joel just has Seven Eleven coffee and, and sports. And right, you have sports. That's right. I also have like a family. That's and true. Like you have family. You know, right? yeah. Blah blah blah. Joel's got children. I guess that uh, gives your life meaning or whatever. It's it's not it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> it's um. Bad. Well, you're on Instagram. At John Butler eighty four. That's me. Um, at Carl Hess. Joel is at Joel David Miller. The pod is at Yeah Pod. That's Y P P O D. Jump on the iTunes. Give us a goddamn review. Give us a rating. Uh, jump on there. We have a open mailbag. That's Yap four twenty sixty nine at gmail dot com. The ultimate website. The ultimate the ultimate email address. email address. Yes. Um, anything with 69 anything with 69 uh, just nice very nice I wonder if there's like a 69 at gmail.com if someone like swooped that up it's 69 spelled out and then the number 69 at gmail 6969 at gmail.com at 69.com at (laughs) 69.biz it's like (laughs) dot uk Um, well thanks for coming on man this was great awesome enjoy have a a fun night with your fellow CDCs at that dinner and uh, enjoy your next trip and I'm going to come into 71 above and have a fucking meal. Please do. Treat myself. 
and look over the the setting sun of the Just city make and sure laugh. You, make sure you reserve on talk early enough. Right, exactly. Like that dude at the farmer's market in Santa Monica. Treat yourself. Treat oh, yourself. Yeah. He's at if, the Culver City one, too. If there's one so thing good. you can take away from this, this week's episode. you got to treat yourself. you got to treat yourself. Last time I was at the market, he told me he had that sexy motherfucker. <laughs> I don't, I don't what really know selling? what that He's, he's like a like, like a deep Jamaican dude. No, no. he's selling like uh, like oils and like. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what's he selling? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's selling sexy oils, of course. Yeah, of course. I, what was the thing? Something like that. Yeah. I wasn't sure what he was talking about when he told me he had the sexy motherfucker. I was like, "You're gonna open a curtain?" Right, exactly. And, like, Where are we going with this? There? And he's like, "Oh, sexy oils. What the fuck's happening?" Treat yourself. Get some sexy oils. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. <laughs>